Hello and welcome to Mucal and Ivanka's Gross Podcast. <laughs> My name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. Um, I've got a cold, so my voice sounds wrong and different. Um, How's it going, Ivanka? It's going very well, Michael. I've had a very hectic morning. How so? Because we've decided to record this at the ungodly hour of eight o'clock in the morning in order to facilitate a family outing to the zoo. (laughs) This is great commitment from you. Also, conversely, I am on holiday in Milan So, although on the one hand it is nine o'clock where I am, so I'm slightly better off in that respect. Um, It's also meant that I've had to set up in a in one of uh, in a spare bedroom in my girlfriend's parents' flat. What did they make of that request? Yeah, they're cool with it. I think, uh, yeah, they they were interested in the podcast. What's it about? Uh, It's always a strange answer, isn't it? Just everything. (laughs) It's just the search for meaning, really. (laughs) And also showing off. (laughs) For me, it's an attempt to slightly fail to articulate some deeply held beliefs (laughs) in a satisfactory manner week after week. (laughs) (laughs) There is a bit of that. You know, knowledge is, is one thing acquiring it, getting it into your brain, but also being able to kind of go cite it or kind of get it in its original form into someone else's brain is a whole other thing entirely and who you know it's boring but it's a good thing to probably get better at well it's that thing of you read something you sort of create your own internal version of it and then often when i go back to the citation it doesn't seem to support my conclusion (laughs) how did i remember that (laughs) that's not not what i read at all Mm. maybe don't use this quote (laughs) Yeah, but there's that also that where did I read it? And I do feel like my memory used to be much better at these things. And I don't know whether Mm. there's just because I used to be very good at picturing the page that it that a thing was on and then finding the page. And I don't know if that I don't know whether that's a a function of age, lots of stuff in the brain, um, change of medium, because at least when it was a physical Mm. book. Because then... Yeah, it had a lo- sort of location yeah. thing. Our brains are good at loca- physical locations, and that's why it's sort of to memorise things, they tell you to sort of imagine walking through a like some a space yeah. and sort of seeing landmarks. Um, so, yeah, even just a printed page, I suppose, has much more landmarks on it than a scrolled oh. uh, document. You might Google that a bit Ooh. and find out if I can... If there's any theories that support my theory. <laughs> that's a good... I think it's a good theory. <laughs> Because whenever we talk about a single topic, you can't reference everything. I, I I feel the need to justify my position sometimes uh, and go, because to discuss a given topic, you have to exaggerate one part of your... You know, we talked about balance last time. Mm. I felt like I wasn't balanced. But then we said well, it was it a good like, thing. Mm. It sounds like we're both like... So in terms of how our weeks were, I, I'm just thinking like my week was characterised by quite a lot of worrying about like what I didn't say last week or what I got wrong last week. So I thought maybe we could just um, revisit. Just I, I just I just had a couple more notes on media before we. I mean, is that all right? Yeah, just, you can do just, that. Like, bang this out can a be more episode things. thirteen. A bit of media and and food. Mm. All right, but also, do you think we can like psych ourselves up a bit? Because I think the tone is sounding a little bit sleepy. Yes, we um, can. Ha 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 ha! Is that ha. what you're supposed to do? Oh, it's one of the things I'm supposed to do. Okay. Uh, no, the other one is. <laughs> so, Michael, make your point. Yes. What is your point um, about just, media? What did we forget to no, say? Just one thing that I used to get really annoyed about was that there's the same number of newspapers every day but there isn't an equal amount of news every day how could that be the case so it's obviously going to be mostly full of rubbish (laughs) oh my god i've never thought i mean i've been i've never thought about it in those terms you are right (laughs) they could just have a day where they go yep no nothing's happened or they could print some fucking good news for a change (laughs) <laughs> well, um, my second, um, I kept saying, I kept talking about politics when I meant democracy uh, in terms of the press 
responsibility i like politics is i i don't i was just using and they're not synonymous at all and in fact you know i've been calling i'd i'd like to be able to be in a position to call for a post political um society post post political democracy i think is something we should be striving for because of politics is wrangling and kind of sort of manipulating situations and whereas i would like a democracy based on transparency and truth and responsibility and um rather than who is the most machiavellian in behind the closed doors of parliament so i feel bad that i kind of interchange those two words because i really don't i strongly believe that they're not interchangeable um um i Slav, slavoj zizek we should yeah. probably talk about at some point um has some strong things to say how he doesn't like john the john olivers of the world and all that oh, does so he? maybe in some future but he also he can, can be very he's a pain in the yeah, ass it's like just cheer the fuck up slavoj slavoj how do i say it slavoj zizek Z- or something the the z with a thing on the top is a z slavoj zizek Z- Slav- slavoj zizek yeah. Um, and also, and then finally, just the count that storifying things. I was saying, yeah, we should make it into a story, but also that's that's a weakness of the fact that if you try and make everything to a story, you kind of lose the truth of it. Not everything can be a story, and actually, sometimes it diminishes it by turning it into a story. Anyway, just that was just that was my. Um, Those were the things. There is room. I had. The, I, I'm not sure if I've we've already referenced this story, but I had this conversation before. Christmas with an, a person who runs a design agency and uh, here in Brighton and they were talking about our local council uh, we were discussing our local council and on one of the things that I find frustrating on behalf of permanent civil servants in local government is mm. and civil servants everywhere they can only execute the policies and the directives they're given they can't change that's you know that's how the our current system works we vote mm. polit- politicians represent us they get elected based on some sort of policy that then has to be enacted and so yeah. um so you so your your local citizens complaining about the council whilst every organization has inefficiencies it's like until you give them the directives to do the things you want them to do or if you're in the minority it's not their fault many many people have their bins collected far fewer people require the help of social care when it comes to prioritization yes. many many more people will will cast a vote based on their bins not being collected or their recycling getting messed up than have are grateful for some social care you know it's very mm. it's a very simple equation and so in that in that setting democracy is a bit of a funny fish um because if you give everybody a vote yeah. and people only you know the majority I don't know if it is a majority. It's just funny. People don't, you know, they they sort of rant about stuff that that is immediate or something that's been given them in the headlines, yeah. but they forget that you know at some point Granny might need a visit from a home help that may once have been part funded by the council but now can't be, um, and that's your fault for not voting for it. I'm afraid. Yeah, and it, it well that to me comes back to this idea that we need to vote as though we are going to fail rather than vote like what the trend is at the moment which is voting as though you're going to be rich and successful Mm -hmm. soon yeah 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 that's which is just like just insane when you actually examine it yeah so if we all voted as though everything was going to go wrong for us nick nick and i've had this conversation you know by if we looked at our own personal finances and our current position in life well there's no reason why we shouldn't vote conservative Mm. You know, that's where we are financially. We are, you know, that kind of, in our 40s, <laughs> you know, homeowner, la, 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 small business owners. Um, yeah. You know, if we wanted to be selfish, then we'd vote for the toys. But, you know, that A, we weren't always here, and B, we might not always be here. Mm. So let's, let's, uh, let's yeah. look after those less fortunate. And so, yeah, yeah. I'd, ne- I'd and- never heard it, you know, I've not said the sentence yeah, I owe did. a lot 
I owe a lot to the welfare state. Like, I don't know how we would have... We were absolutely dependent on it when I was growing up. So, yeah. It would be horrendously hypocritical of me to start like, <laughs> voting conservative now. It's like, oh, well, I've had the benefit of it. But, so now I'm going to try and get no taxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... It would uh, be gross. So that, I think that's interesting. The voting as though you're going to succeed versus voting. And, and as though you're already successful is another weird thing that I think people don't understand. Yeah. It's like, you know... It's been tough for me this week. Like, I, you know, I'm still on contracting and I've been, like, ill for a couple of days longer than I'm usually ill for with a cold. And it's, like, oh, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive being ill <laughs> if you're a contractor. Yeah. It is. So, food. That's what we're talking about this week. Nice, easy one. Is that? Is it um, easy? What, what, I mean, how do you start talking about food? What, are you... Uh, are you? Do you eat? Are you... Yes. What is... What's your... Well, should we just talk... What's your diet like these days? Oh, okay. What, what so, do what do we eat? eat these days? These days, we are primarily vegetarian. We are not 100% vegetarian because uh, we're just not ready for that i think is the we lack the commitment required i don't know because when nick no, as you know we run restaurants brighton and so which mm. which is a website that talks about eating out in brighton and has loads of information about the restaurants in brighton so we have to go mm. and eat out i think to be ex to be exclusively anything is quite I don't, yeah, I think lack of commitment. And I, anyway, I don't want to justify myself. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> for reasons of health and climate, we are primarily vegetarian. Um, so okay. at home, we we made a commitment properly to this before Christmas. So, you know, end of November, we've stopped cooking meat and fish at home. Um, right. unless there's some special occasion or unless we have, you know, like uh, Nick's parents come and visit because <laughs> it's, cause it's mm. just easier. Um, but when we go out, it depends. We might order vegetarian or meat. Uh, so it's not a, an exclusive thing. Uh, we are, and when I say for reasons of health and climate, I, we've spoken about health already, there are there are many advantages to not eating a diet that's heavily meat based. Um, yeah. So we do that. I do a lot of and a lot of when you do vegetarian cooking and your cooking background heritage is uh, Mediterranean, it mostly turns out mm. to be vegan because they don't use cream like in Herzegovina. They don't really use cream for cooking. They don't really mm. use cheese for cooking. So. We're, we are very plant-based at the moment at the homestead, uh, which I'm quite enjoying. Mm. It's cheaper as well. <laughs> yeah. A lot, you know, and I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty competent with an onion, a tomato and some um, beans. So you're mostly vegetarian. Yeah. So uh, I am probably more borderline vegan. Again, not sort of religious about it, but... At the same time, I've sort of... I don't like meat anymore. Like, whenever I do eat it, it just sort of seems like a lot of chewing and doesn't seem worth it to me. Um, and I just think, uh, actually, a lot of the good taste of meat comes from its preparation, which you can do with anything. Like, I'd rather do it on a... Uh, aubergine yeah. and some meat and, and it's just as good like it's, it's you know all the kind of curing and salting and marinating and all that stuff is kind of what gives meat its flavor i think but anyway that's that's kind of already getting political well, so stuff that i eat for nutrition basically the less I, I kind of prioritize what i consider food by how much processing does it require to be able to eat this so f sort of fresh fruit is at the top because it's just great 
without doing anything um and then vegetables and things like that but then even if you get into sort of bread that's obviously there's quite a lot of processing goes into that um cheese is you know sort of like no way and i used to bread and cheese used to be sort of my staple diet and i used to think that was a thing and now i just don't even think of those as food anymore or i just sort of think of those as kind of clever if you don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables so i categorize things as junk versus real food and the border of that i actually kind of put some stuff that i think i even i used to consider staple foods like bread and cheese and now kind of on the junk side of the line and that's not to say i don't enjoy eating them sometimes but even if if i went out or if i had a sort of cheese on toast now i'd be like okay but i still need to eat some food like that's how i'd kind of feel about it also yeah i'm sort of like staying away from sort of you know dairy stuff so yeah technically vegan um i think i think vegan from a cooking point of view is more interesting because i like cooking hmm. that's another thing i like i like preparing food i like cooking and so i like uh you know the challenge of making something really tasty without the easy fallback of some smoked meat which dead easy you know put a tiny bit of chorizo in something and whoa loads of flavor you know animal fat um these things are all good flavor carriers and they have so i lot i'll uh but i do a lot of you know massive glug of olive oil at the end when it's cooked to make it more fatty um so uh and you know smoked paprika has been a revelation (laughs) because i can i can totally fake up the sort of peasant stew uh, that normally would have been prepared with some cured pig's meat um, with a mm. bit of smoked paprika and a few extra herbs. Uh, so I do, I like thinking vegan when it comes to cooking. I get what you I get what you're saying about sort of the junk junk food, though. And there is lots of stuff that says you know the least processed food the better, and cheese is a way of preserving. Uh, you know, animal fat and protein for longer than you would if you just had milk sitting on the side, if that was available. That's where it's come from. So is not jam. Not that you should really, not that there's really a great case for milk in the yeah, first place, it, like another animal's it, milk, which you can only drink because it's pasteurized, which is another like process yeah, like this. But, 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 milk is pretty gross. Yeah, like. it, m- maybe. But it's also delicious <laughs> and it's also a way of passing on quite long. I know there's all these now, um, uh, the whole, you know, what do we process? Can we process? La, la, la. But most of the world is lactose intolerant for a reason. And you're getting cross. Well, I'm, get, I'm which getting isn't cross really the idea. because I am, because I think that so diets evolve in different places or have evolved based on the foods that are available so if you look at you know Inuits they eat loads of you know whale fat because and they eat very very few vegetables in their diet because nothing grows in those kind of far north regions and then if you look at the Mediterranean or look at Herzegovina or or the different part it's a thing i know about so i talk about it but if you look at the former yugoslavia or croatia alone the different areas depending on the different resources they have available so if they have um in herzegovina you can't really have a massive herd of cows because there's not the room the the there's not the terrain to feed them so therefore the diet does not actually contain the traditional diet contains very little milk products because there weren't any so any fa- a family even a farm might have had a cow possibly um so it's yeah. like this evolution it's- of diets but in areas where you know it's it's cheap calories if you can feed a cow but really it, easily it, to, yeah to me it's that's but that's 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 humans are clever and that's a technology to me that's i i totally agree humans are very good at being able to eat just about anything and we're very clever at okay Oh, like Roman armies have to march, so we let's m- invent this bread so that we can sort of store it for a few days and sort of have some nutrition from it. But my philosophy now is, given that we now have access to actually what we really want very easily, then there's less of a reason to eat those kind of things that we sort of invented to solve problems that we don't necessarily have anymore in terms of access to kind of nutritious 
uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. There's, but there's two two levels of fuel as well. There's fuel as calories to keep the machine moving, and then there's fuel as um, you know n- nutrition, which are not the same. I I don't know why there's a distinction there. I just if it's fruits and vegetables, then it's all just what what's the difference? Because some of these things, it's you get it's cheap and easy to eat a spoonful of fat. Uh, which will give you the calories you need to get from A to B versus... But how often are we in that situation in our lives? I'm not saying that we are. We're like, oh, I just need some raw calories. But I just feel... (laughs) Oh, yeah, fair enough. But we are... If you're doing... uh... If you're a fitness guy, yeah, sure. Like when you start like elite athletes, sure, right. It's like, okay, this is... I can't eat 27 bowls of vegetables. It's going to take me forever. I get that. But um, I just think like day to day, most people, like we're not calorie deficient are we not in a you know our world i think it's when you start talking about it not being food it rankles Mm -hmm. me because i know it rankles everyone because it's like (laughs) it is food it's just that it's not you can remember this is me with my i've got to have a binary not drink or drink system right so, you know, you, you put whatever pinch of salt on this you need, but the way I think is, okay, Bombay mix is not food, a banana is food, and then we kind of move into the centre, uh, like, bread isn't food, and, and that for me was hard, because I've, I've written songs about bread, <laughs> bloody love bread. So do you not eat bread? I eat it for fun, but I don't like, like sometimes I'll I'll have it a bit more than I used to. But yeah, I I don't, I don't, if I'm going to bread for kind of nutrition, then it's a problem for me. I struggle with that position. I I don't mind your your drinking binary one-off, fine. You know, and I don't know, smoking seems reasonable. But I think, and maybe I'm totally, you know, maybe over the next 10 years as, as food technology and knowledge evolves, you know, it'll be the, the, I'll move closer to you. I certainly have the concept of empty calories. Um, I understand yeah, when I eat what something. What that's what it, I mean, yeah. the difference between calories and nutrition. I understand the concept of empty calories, a cheap bar of chocolate of just sugar and fat is a lot of calories for no benefit. But I don't, you know, mm. I don't necessarily put the pressure on myself that every meal has to be 100% nutritious when, you know, well, toast is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't deny that the toast is delicious. And it's not without nutritional value, surely. Well, I mean, it's it's also you know it's all me just being hyperbolic with my okay. with my way that I have to kind of carve the world up yeah. so that I can sort of just you know get on with things. Overeating is no fun, right? Like it's it's fun. You sort of eat even like you think of Christmas Day. You think if you've just stuffed your face. That sort of feeling afterwards where you can't move and you sort of feel a bit gross is actually not that nice. So if we could just like eat enough then and then stop, that's that's the dream. And the reason that a squirrel just eats enough and then stops, and you don't see overweight squirrels everywhere, you don't see overweight animals everywhere, just even though they've got access to more than enough food, um, you know, a lot of the time, it's because if you're eating the stuff that's right for your digestive system, then it will tell you when you've had enough. And the problem with stuff like bread, even, is that you can just keep eating it and you, your body doesn't know that you've already had too much because it, it's not able to, because of whatever the water content or whatever the, you know, whatever's going on there, it's kind of like bypassing our systems that kind of tell us that we've eaten enough food now. So that's the reason that I kind of, and that's why I then end up like categorizing as junk, partly because, you know, you can just like knock it back and you don't even feel it. And I really do get that with bread. I could just eat a loaf of bread. Half an hour later, I'd be like, what did I just do? But when I'm in the kind of middle of it, I'm just like... Mm. We do the portion control thing, not overeating. I've not like overeating to be for for that sort of you know the christmas day thing you're describing we haven't done that for eight for years possibly because mm. i don't i get that 
Uh, I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be inactive. I know that lots of problems come from being overweight. I also have this like deep consciousness of how much of a cost to the climate is, uh, you know, eating a dairy rich diet or eating a load of steak. Um, but I think, and I think it's, the whole, you know, the whole world is moving more and more towards a uh, the, the looking at the way the searches for restaurants Brighton is working. We've seen, like in the right. last couple of years, there's been a seven hundred percent increase in people coming to the site because they've googled something vegan. You know, hmm. it's kind of a veganism is definitely. I mean, Brighton may be its own little kind of microcosm, but veganism is on. No, the I up. saw a thing on this, and imagine if we could get people like you know, you've got to come to it in your own way, and that's essentially all I've done but, is but, like, yeah. in, this is my way that but, I'm coming but, to veganism. But I don't necessarily think <laughs> you, know? you have to be. I you know I I don't. I do. I'm a bit eighty twenty. So, for for example, as well, people. This idea that you have to have breakfast every every day is an invention of Kellogg's. The idea that you have to eat meat every day is not. You know, the the meat used to be a thing that was saved for a Sunday, that was for high days and holidays, not for every day. Um, well, we could go back to hunter gatherer societies with this and say that um like they you know most of a hunter gatherer society's nutrition came from gathering and berries and you know fruits and vegetables and things and meat was a once in a while yeah, so I- thing you'd catch a big animal and there's a lot of so I was something I wanted to get onto was the the social role of meat and actually you know you bring back a big animal it it's then sort of there's this whole um reinforcing of like the social status kind of hierarchy that happens who gets the best cuts who gets the thing but the fact is like everyone's going to get some because it's just going to go bad really quickly so um you know all the kind of all the men can kind of go out (laughs) kind of catch an event like that basically fail most of the time but once in a while come back with a big animal and everyone gets to have like some meat and like the the more higher status men get to kind of like take some extra good bits and then they'll kind of pass off a couple of extra fillets to the sort of like mistresses and you know all this kind of stuff happens and that the um the important this 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 i mean less so now but even if you if you went back 20 years and you know, if someone invites you around for dinner and if meat wasn't part of what they served you you'd probably be quite offended like, what are you fobbing me off with this for? And it's always been like, it's, 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 it's got, it's quite socially important. And I did that, have this conversation with a, with a vegan, like maybe 10 years ago. Um, and he said, well, yeah, that's all well and good, but maybe we can evolve beyond yes. that. Maybe we can transcend that now. And I thought, yeah, yeah. So okay. I get, I get that as well. But I also think that we need to do, to go, Binary is hard when you've spent for for a lot of people. Or me, maybe you know, there's maybe there's vegans out there listening now, chucking things at whatever podcast device they've got and going, "You're just not, you know, you just don't get it." Maybe I don't get it, but I think that keeping, I think the big mistake we've made both for our health and the climate is this idea that that meat is more than a special occasion or a or a you know that it's kind of a staple because that's why not only because we may have shifted to eat much much less meat now but for a long time i've only bought organic grass-fed blah 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 blah, blah, all that sort of like try if i'm gonna eat meat i'm gonna make it the best quality meat that i can get hold of rather than so eat less of it but spend more money on that smaller bit and have a bit more rather than um, just buying really cheap, barely meat. That's, I think, a big, you know, that I can't, you know, where did I? Yeah, so can we agree? I think we can agree then that meat is not a staple. Yes, we can agree that meat is not a staple. Can we agree not to treat meat as... Can we agree... I would like to agree maybe that milk is not a staple. Yeah, I can agree that meat, milk. I think we could, that would be an improvement. Like, it's, I think it's a bit gross that there's milk in schools for children. I, I think that's kind of a, a strange thing to kind of reinforce. And there's there's evidence to show that that was kind of the milk lobby sort of thing happening that caused that. 
I, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback on bread being a staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm but, not okay. Sorry. I mean, you can keep. I suppose you can keep bread. Like, it's not got sugar for me, in it. It's and, not got. So yeah. you know, it's like, come on. Well, it often has, but not you know, if you um, can, Anyway, here's some things I hate: mayo, hummus. Mm. Why do you hate? And it's because I don't like stuff that's like baby food. <laughs> 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 I don't like guacamole. <laughs> One of the. <laughs> What food do you rationally hate? I used to be able to smell a cucumber from 50 paces and not be able to come near it. Uh, I hated <laughs> cucumber, but I've slowly... And I think there's something about the smell that I was highly sensitive to. But I sort of committed to going, right, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, such a, it's in hmm. every British sandwich. You need to deal with this. So I sort of like... You know, bit by bit, weaned myself off that. And celery as well had a really, really overwhelming flavour. There are things, like, because we have this veggie box, which I really enjoy, partly because you don't choose your vegetables. You get what's in season or what they put in. So it makes you, again, yeah. think about what you're eating. And, and then you get turnips. And I'm sorry, I've done lots of different things turnips. Still what's wrong with turnips? disgusting. <laughs> they just taste like earth. But I can't, you know, I've got some recipes. Delicious earth. Delicious earth. No, I'll eat it. I had that. I, 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 was, I was raised, like, my, it was like you eat what's put in front of you and you finish oh, it. I didn't have to finish it. Um, just, like, there was just no, you know, that was, that was it. Like, you eat it. You, you, and and that, that's kind of, that's how I grew up. And um, there was something quite liberating about realising... Actually, you shouldn't just polish off your entire no. plate of food just because it's there. You should eat until you're yeah. not until you're full, yeah. right? And this 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 thing where you're trained that you've got to eat at the same times, the same amount every day, no matter what you're doing that day, is wrong. And it's it's a shame that you know our, the habits we we we're, we're given as children actually are, kind of a lot of them can be a bit wrong. And I think um. Food-wise is now probably the biggest gulf between, you know, when I go back to my family now, it's like they don't know what to do anymore because I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I kind of rejected all of, all of the assumptions that form the basis of your diet. I kind of have problems with now and, uh, you know, so, um, and then like, well, what about this? I'm like, yeah, no, no, just, no, let me just, I'll just go and I'll just do it. It's yeah, fine. Cause just gonna microwave a bag of mixed vegetables and eat it. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. See, I, I think that's also a, a. I'm. I think I'm not particularly willing to create inconvenience or discomfort for other people. <laughs> so if I go to someone's house, I will eat whatever they've cooked. I don't. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. have start a big discussion. Though at Christmas, did I tell you? Did I tell you we managed to do? Um, there's this. These these uh, stuffed cabbage leaves that they eat in most of the former Yugoslav countries. Um, so you've got a sauerkraut leaf stuffed with meat and rice and cooked in a in a soupy stew. We managed to come up with a vegan version of those for this Christmas. But I was at my cousin's house, so me and uh, so we had a go at kind of coming up with a version that didn't involve meat, and and it was it mm. was an activity, and we enjoyed it. But, you know, if other places, I've just, I'm very uncomfortable going, I'm not eating that. I, I never wanted to do that either. I never wanted to be that sort of, like, person who, like, has to have a special plate with a special kind of weird sausage that the meat isn't allowed to touch kind of thing. If a spoon touches the plate that the vegetarian food is on, the vegetarian food has to be thrown away <laughs> sort of situations. So, yeah, but then, you know, I I also, I don't know, I don't want to, I want to, I want some food. Yeah, okay, like, fair, fair um, enough. If, if someone just gives me a lump of cheese on a, you know, cracker, I'm like, I want something with some food. <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. I think I've also, so I my child eats everything. There's very little stuff she doesn't eat. Um, and if she doesn't eat it, it's the ground that she's tried it and she doesn't like it. And that's fair enough. You don't have to like everything. You don't have to enjoy the taste of everything. So she knows that that's okay. So she'll lick or try something. Like she won't eat avocado for love nor money. But um, 
considering how far it flies, that's okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a, but um, but I love avocado. It's, pro- it's probably my my uh, climate guilty pleasure. It's probably the food I eat that's travelled the furthest. But I um, but I've also we've we've seriously not had like we had. There's the there's the famous Mayich family month of potatoes because <laughs> that's all that we could eat, all that they, we could afford, and I just I find it rejecting food, rejecting calories is something you know a, a source of of sustenance is I find quite tricky. I think that's why I will always struggle with being sort of a hundred percent anything because I don't want to be in a position where I go no sorry I don't eat that. Unless I was violently allergic to something, fair enough. But I think there's a lot of people around at the moment with made up. Um, there's one thing to be a celiac and then there's another thing to be gluten intolerant, for example. You know, I know some people who get really, really sick if they are accidentally fed some gluten. Um, and on your fruit thing, I've I've actually had a test that shows that I'm... Lactose, uh, fructose intolerant because I or something. I something some foodstuffs make me swell up, and things that are high in fructose make me swell up. <laughs> Not in a mad allergy mm-hmm. way, but in a big puffy hands way. So it's like you know, not food is not the same for every fit body, and I don't mean you know every 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 combination of cells does not respond in the same way no, to different. But food again, stuffs. I think. I think we overestimate the differences sometimes as well and we forget that we're still all animals and, you know, we kind of like, we, we as humans will kind of focus on the sort of small differences between each other and it, sometimes it's good to put ourselves back in the perspective of we are part of the animal kingdom and, you know, we're not all that different. Um, but yeah, the, I... I I don't know. I, I'm surprised about fruit things. I'd, I'd, I'd like. For, I think for my. I think it's. Um, it's a problem for my beliefs. If anyone is, like, has issues with any fruit, like that's a problem. Um, but yeah. And it's something I need to. I need to either sort of like. Um, Nick can't eat research apples, more. pears, or but, cherries because uh, they make his mouth itch. <laughs> Same with almonds. <laughs> well, I've, you know, it's like I've got a problem with like I I had I've got like one of the things of my my um, my diet changes was okay nuts are a primary yeah. sort of, a, a good source of sort of calories yeah, yeah, and yeah. things if I do just need some, but I actually like I think they kind of do something bad for my skin. <laughs> like I think Sharon keeps sort of going, oh maybe it's nuts. I'm like it can't be nuts because then I've got it. What can I do if I can't <laughs> eat nuts? I, it sort of like causes me a lot. Because I think like on the road and like when 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 it's a bit when I you know there's no I can't I can't prepare vegetables. I'm on the road or doing something. There's always a bag of nuts. You can yeah, always yeah, do yeah, that. And know that that is an absolutely like no processing involved apart from cracking the nuts. You know. So that's definitely something that sits right at the top of my scale. But then if that's sort of making me a bit like, um, you know, makes my skin go funny. That's, but that said, like, you know, when I switched from like bread and cheese, heavy meat, rich diet to mostly fruit and vegetables, there was a transition period, right? Where my stomach needed to kind of like, like re. You yeah. know, it needed to kind of adapt to Grow it. Grow some enzymes so I guess or some whatever it needs to do. Yeah, and so I, th- I, th- I think you can probably, yeah, maybe, I think you can get used to anything. But it's, it's. I, I would like to think that, you know, the sort of unprocessed natural foods would implicitly be easier to digest than meat, which just sits in your stomach for hours and goes wretched
also loads of psychological shit attached to it. Like one of the reasons my mother never insisted on us, you know, you've got to finish all that food was because she was an overweight kid and was, you know, she did not want overweight children. So if you don't want to eat, don't eat. It's fine. You know, so mm. nobody, but e- equally we've all been, we all eat quite well. None of us were particularly fussy. Um, and also, you know, I have been that, t- I'm very conscious of not being extreme in my food choices because I was the teenage girl who managed to do, you know, reduce her daily food intake to a tomato and a slice of a baguette, not a piece of baguette, but, you know, the end of it. Yeah, you know, I did that. I got really... I didn't know you had an eating disorder. I don't know that I... I think mine got nipped in the bud. That's not enough food. No, no, that is not enough food. But I didn't do it for a sustained enough period for it to become entrenched but it does make big uh, I think I did lose a lot of weight I was away from my parents for six weeks and my father turned up and hmm Ivanka come on daddy's going to buy you an apple strudel <laughs> it's like so it's like you need to stop so and I you know I drank loads of fizzy mineral water to stop feeling hungry I did all sorts of crazy things as a teenage girl and then after that that's when I started doing the um not eating empty calories so if I didn't make if I you know if I wanted to eat if it was a bag of oranges that's okay because it has nutritional value so I I do I've and I think generally Hmm. I try and make that I'm very happy to eat a chocolate pastry but I don't do it habitually and when I do do it it's a it's a you know an activity that's done for a sort of for pleasure not for and one of the ways I've always then subsequently controlled my weight is this whole you know if you're going to eat you know I'm very conscious of binary food choices because I think food is more complex. Our needs are more complex. I eat differently in winter and summer. I eat differently if I'm into a running phase. I eat differently, you know, if I've been drinking. You know, that's one of the things you talked about. Like, one of the reasons to not drink is to not have an unhealthy, you know, a bag of chips and a kebab Cravings. on the way home. To be fair, I very rarely get so drunk that it would sway my food choices. Though we're certainly not averse to a bag of chips in the, or, you know, a plate of chips in the pub to all reach for. But, I mean, I, you know, do you, it, what works for me, I'm not trying to tell you it has to work for you. No, so. that's true. And there's a million different things that work for different people. But you see, I... Did you have breakfast? You had a biscuit, you said. Yeah, I always have breakfast every day. I have uh, fruit, fresh fruit for breakfast every day. That's the only one, that's the one rule that I stick to. Mm. That's, that's my only rule is fresh fruit every morning. And it's great. It's, it's just even for the hydrate, even just for the water content. It's just a brilliant way to start a day. I just love it. And you use a knife first thing in the morning, which makes you feel like a human man. <laughs> and a, a man. <laughs> So I cut up a mango, a mango, I cut up a banana and a and an apple or an orange or something and I just eat it with a fork and, a, you know, my coffee now, I'm back on the coffee. But, like, it's just, I can't, you can't beat it. Recently, as part of, there was a, there was a sort of, like, my weight was higher than I wanted it to be <laughs> and all, my, all mm. my usual move more, eat less wasn't really, I think, I think I... You know, I also, for, for me personally, that I think my body changes and responds to different things differently over time, which I don't think is in any way logical. But anyway, so we've been doing some intermittent fasting. That certainly seems to have made, you know, jolted something. So the idea that you eat all the food you're going to eat within a 24-hour period in an eight-hour slot. There is, I mean, and there's, you know, the, like, yeah, like regular meals isn't a particularly... That's kind of a modern yeah, yeah. invention, really, and it's not something we used to be no, able to no. do. So, I mean, it's like, a, you just used to. The idea of it is quite uh, peculiar, really. Um, but we, but there's lots of research now talking about this intermittent fasting business. So we've been experimenting with that, and we seem to be alive, and nothing major wrong has happened yet. Uh, so that's our ongoing. I just think. I just think with neat. Yeah, I think we're talking about nutrition instead of food. 
Maybe they're the same thing. Maybe I'm overcomplicating. Well, but you know what the science yeah. of understanding food and how it affects our bodies is constantly evolving. Well, I, you say evolve, but I just think it's, we're it's learning more. massively fragmented as well. Like there's so many different things you can read yeah. that I don't even know where. I, I'm just like, it's just not. I just don't want. I've got the time. No to do any more research and I don't care like I've got what works for me and there may be a million alternatives that maybe probably get me to a similar place in terms of not being overweight or feeling like gross um but I I can't be bothered I'm just not interested in like engaging with that because it's like there's so much so many opinions and so many studies that like there's been so many like you can find a study to reinforce anything and it's like it's just all complicated and i'm just like i'm fine with this i i I don't have any problems the only problem is when it comes to communicating it like um but it's it's just like yeah just make you it's like everyone agrees five a day yeah right on your five a day Actually, by the time you've had five fruits and vegetables, that's quite a lot of food. It's not... And, and so my old mindset was, oh, I've got to, on top of my food, eat five fruits and vegetables, which you... And now I'm like, yeah, well, by the time I've done my five a day, it's all done. Though you know it's supposed to be ten. Have some Bombay mix. Yeah, ten's fine. Yeah, and the more the better, the more the, the merrier. So, yeah, exactly. They're sort of like trying to sneak it in by the back door, but it's still like psychologically saying you've got to have five a day. It's like... Yeah, by the, if you've had 10 portions of fruit and that's vegetables today, that's all your food. <laughs> like, you don't... It's true. think one of the things that i've observed because you get this coconut oil is really healthy no coconut oil is really bad olive oil is really healthy but don't cook it and i i I do go for variety as much as possible so one of you know i've already mentioned the veggie box i've already you know like with with the legumes i get i just buy loads of different kinds of beans and lentils mix it up all the time i do you know different nuts we go through little phases where we're well into walnuts and then we go to cashews or whatever you know it's like that whole i think that the mixing it up wherever possible is a is is something i do try and do so one the you know i don't know if you watch that tv show ever eat well for less i do yeah. like that tv show I, uh, it's one of my little guilty pleasures where, the, you know, a, a family uh, spends too much money on food and then these two guys go in and look at what they're buying and what they're eating and, and lo and behold, if you cook food from scratch, it's cheaper <laughs> than buying ready-made stuff or ready cut up or pre-grated cheese or any of these things. So, um, but one of the things they, they advocate is this idea of a meal plan. So on a Monday, we have spag bol. On a Tuesday, we have whatever. I'm like, I can't live like that, knowing what I'm going to eat mm. every day. That's just... No, but so I, I'm more of a cupboard of, you know, pasta, rice, couscous, quinoa, whatever's in the cupboard, X number of different types of beans, some, and then whatever fresh veg. So there's kind of a, you know, just make it up as you go along. It's like, it's very hard to, uh, and this is, yeah, this is why, uh, yeah, I find it a pain like going out or doing anything anymore because my uh, my sort of tastes have gone off the mainstream and now it's like I'm always the awkward one when it comes to the restaurant choice or you know so uh, yeah. but you know we all have our path it just just goes into me feeling like an alien and I'm just like I'm you know I'm just this little bloody alien floating around that doesn't really agree with what ninety percent of the world is doing and I'm doomed to loneliness. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, that, that is just bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> but don't you just feel so sorry for no. me? <laughs> okay, fine. Like, see the thing, things to feel grateful for. You can eat whatever you like. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> it's, it's bloody great in London. I, t- I tell you, like, um, yeah, Berlin was shit for 
being able to eat healthy for me, like to being able to eat what I wanted to eat, especially in like convenience. But we really underestimate, like even just like the airport in the UK, like even in sort of stations and stuff, all the vending machines have like, you know, healthy snacks and things. And if you go to so many other countries, it's still just like Mars, you know, just gross like Mars bars and crisps in these vending machines. I think we're quite ahead of the curve on um, our access to convenient, not quite so unhealthy foods in the UK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, 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 fast, the fast food, the convenience food in the uk it's very easy to eat vegan yeah even if they are sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) with bread um so uh what have we what have we learned i think it's important to say at the as a as a as a summary part of this podcast is that i'm not judging you because you don't eat bread (laughs) or maybe i am maybe that's what it is i'm like what is the matter with you michael maybe i'm judging you I do eat bread, I just not as food. very much for listening through to this whole episode this week <laughs> well done if you still like the podcast you can find us at grandpodcast.com or email us hello at grandpodcast or find us on twitter at podcast grand uh, you can also find me ivanka magic i am at ivanka on uh, twitter and ivanka.blog you can also find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter and I have a website an overwhelming website michaelforrestmusic.com where you can listen to my musical nonsense and see some videos and rubbish like that but anyway thanks very much for listening and I will be back on the normal schedule and hopefully my cold will have cleared up and and it'll be a bit less early in the morning next week Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. 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 <laughs> See you later. Ciao. <laughs> bye. Right, I'm going to the zoo now. <laughs>